heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 26, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com coming to you on an all, a nice off day here in the middle of the week as the Magic taking advantage of the schedule, the new schedule giving more space between games, so obviously an opportunity to... Take a deep breath, relax, and uh, enjoy a little bit of the other things going on around the league. But we're going to get right to it today and talk all about Mario Azonia. It's a favorite topic of Magic fans. We've written a few things up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com about Hazonia in the last few weeks. And so we'll do a little checkup on Hazonia and where he stands with the team, especially now that he is getting a little bit of playing time. Uh, with the injury to Aaron Gordon, and just generally, I think the Magic are still invested in him and want to see him play well, and so I'll talk a little bit about him and his early season going, what we've seen from him so far, and you know some of the big questions that still remain about him. But before we do that, I wanted to say a, a quick word, uh, A, to tell you about the Lockdown Podcast Network, if you have not heard about it yet. Uh, Every, every team in the NBA is is covered by a Locked On podcast, just like this one. Gets the same kind of detail and and attention that we give to Locked On Magic. So if you're looking to learn a little bit more about the Magic's upcoming opponent, say the San Antonio Spurs, check out Locked On Spurs. My guy Jeff Garcia does a fantastic job covering that team. If you want to learn a little bit more about another team in the NBA, let's say you want to learn more about the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Golden State Warriors, there's a Locked On podcast for you, and they do just the same type of work that I do here on Locked On Magic. And on top of all that, there is a Locked On NFL podcast network as well. You can check them out and just search on iTunes for your favorite team. Just search Locked On and your favorite team, and you will get connected to a Locked On podcast just like this one. Mario Zonia uh, has been a... Kind of a, a a a big debating line among Magic fans, I think, for pretty much his entire career. Uh, you know, if if we go back to the 2015 draft, I think most people thought Hizonia was a fine pick. The Magic needed shooting. They took quite possibly what may, the person many people considered to be the best shooter in that draft. The situation Hizonia came into though was not one that seemed I- ideally suited for him to succeed. The fact of the matter is, the Magic were a team trying to make the playoffs. They were trying to win. And Azonia, for all his bravado and, and all the talk about his shooting and confidence, that's really not who he is. He, he plays like that. But he's a, he always caught, struck me as a guy who wanted to learn, recognized he had a lot to learn, and wanted to just go out there and play and get the opportunity to learn. The problem, of course, is in the NBA with a team that's trying to win, you don't get that opportunity sometimes. When you're trying to win, production matters. You're not going to get the opportunity to play through mistakes. And in some respects, Scott Skiles was not the best coach for him. And that was not the best situation for him. His rookie year, of course, he averaged 6.1 points per game, shot 34.9% from beyond the arc, 
51.3% effective field goal percentage. Showed some nice flashes in 79 appearances, but was definitely a guy who needed a lot of work still. It was clear he was a project, and it was clear he was a project even entering the league. He had great athleticism, but it was not clear if it would translate to the NBA. He had great shooting, but that has taken a little bit longer to get to the NBA level that it needs to get at. And so in came his sophomore year, his second season. New coach, same type of team expectations. And Azonia was going to be someone the Magic relied on. They needed him that year to bolster the bench and be a reliable shooting option off the bench because the Magic still didn't have much shooting. Azonia was still probably considered one of the best shooters on the team. And the Magic gave him that chance. And unfortunately for Azonia, performance mattered. He didn't have the opportunity to make mistakes. And so, he faltered. 4.9 points per game. 29.9% from beyond the arc. 42% effective field goal percentage. This was not the Mario Hizonia the Magic needed. In only 65 games, he was out of the rotation about two weeks into the season as the Magic felt the pressure to win and Hizonia just could not deliver the things the Magic needed Hizonia to deliver. And so that led us to this season. A big one for Mario Azonia, his third season in the league. He has a team option for his fourth season that the Magic have to pick up by October 31st. But on, but more than that, Hizonia just needed to get himself right and to show that he really belonged in the NBA. Because, because frankly, that's the question that's been left to Mario Azonia this season. Is, does this kid even belong in this league? The answer to that question should be a resounding yes. He's got the talent. But it hasn't shown on the floor yet. And ultimately, that's what matters. So when... You know, I I've, I've take some heat because I've been hard on Mario, and I like the kid. I like his game. But production matters to me, especially with where the Magic are at as a franchise and as an organization, right or wrong. You can debate that another day. So you can see how Azonia has become a little bit of a proxy for a lot of people. For people who think that the Magic should go young and, and develop and, and rebuild again, Azonia is the exact kind of player that should be playing and should be getting minutes and should be allowed to play through mistakes. For people that are kind of in my camp who think that the Magic should be competing for a playoff spot, uh, trying to win games, it's sometimes tough to find him the playing time. Last night's game against Brooklyn was a perfect example. Hazonia came off the bench, played about six and a half minutes in the first quarter, in the first half, didn't play in the second half. And I'll talk a little bit about how Hazonia is playing now and a little and a little bit later on in the show, but. Essentially, my read was it wasn't that Hazonia played poorly in the first half, and I thought he played okay. It's that the Magic just needed to tighten the rotation and keep impact players on the floor. Hazonia just doesn't always make the impact he needs. Again, whether he should be there as a third-year player is certainly a debate for another day. On top of all this going on, sort of behind the scenes, I suppose... On top of all this, Hizonia 
had a bit of an injury issue all of last season. When we talked to him at media day, he said that he had a soreness in his knee. Throughout the whole season, it just felt like just a sharp pain in his knee. It was some type of tendonitis of, of some sort. He was he wasn't very clear, and and I don't I don't. And this is no offense to Mario. It, it Mar, English is not his first language, and so he so he sometimes he's his English is good, but you'll see this with Evan too, actually. And this again, not a knock on them. You know, we get what they're trying to say. I think they don't always know the right English phrase to use, and so you know, I. I I don't know if, if, if Hizonia knows exactly how to express the depth of the pain he was in. And he spent a good chunk of this summer, a summer that he should have spent developing, rehabbing an injury, essentially. He didn't play in Eurobasket, and that was his choice. Uh, and, and, and certainly one that I think he would be benefited from, and one that I would hope the national team recognizes it will benefit from. Because I know those fans could get a little crazy about players skipping the national team. But Hizonia essentially spent the whole summer trying to get his body right, trying to get to a comfort level. And he even said at one point, I think he said, he had to relearn how to run and how to jump. Again, that may send red flags to a lot of people. But there is some hope, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. But undoubtedly for this season, the expectation for Mario Azonia is he had to earn, he has to earn everything. He is no longer fifth overall pick Mario Azonia. That Mario Azonia is gone. At this point, he needs to just prove he is a valuable NBA rotation player. That he is someone the Magic should spend another year on. That the Magic can use this season as they try to make a push for the playoffs. Or do whatever they need to do this year. And so the expectations for Mario Azonia are incredibly low. But they are a bar that he has to clear. Whether he's cleared them so far is certainly a debate. And certainly something that we will keep watching this season. Before we continue on with our discussion about Mario Azonia, I do want to say a quick word from our pals over at SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better way, a better, simpler way, in fact, to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best Best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person. And SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way i found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. I just I, I, I work crazy hours during the day. I saw the Foo Fighters are coming to Tampa. Taking, they're taking three stops in Florida. And I've never seen the Foo Fighters. And I love the Foo Fighters. I don't know if I can buy tickets yet. I don't know if I'm going to be free that day. But as that date gets closer and closer and closer, and I figure out what my work schedule is going to be, if I'm off that day, I know where I'm going to make sure I go see my favorite band at a great venue out in Tampa, the, the uh, mid-Florida Credit Union uh, Amphitheater. What used to be the, the old Florida Amphitheater. 
And I know for any sporting event, whether it's the Magic Spurs on Saturday or Magic Bulls next week, uh, maybe not, maybe not that one, but but you get the point. No matter the event, SeatGeek is the place I go to get tickets, whether it's the last minute, whether it's the first minute, no matter what minute. I know that if I go to SeatGeek, I will get a fantastic deal. And that's because SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LONBA today. That's promo code LONBA for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Back to Mario Azonia then. So, you know, I again, I get roundly criticized for my criticism of Mario Azonia, and it's fair. I, 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 am hard, I, I can be a little hard on the kid. Um, and he is a kid. He's still 22 years old. And my expectations for Hazonia were relatively low this year. I look at the Magic's roster and how they loaded up on veterans like Aaron Aflalo, and, you know, and they brought in a rookie like Jonathan Isaac. They signed Wesawandu. You know, they, they brought in a lot of guys that seemingly squeezed Mario Hazonia out of the rotation. It was in that case, a little bit surprising, perhaps, to see the Magic... Um, to see the Magic uh, get Hizonia plenty of minutes during the preseason. In fact, Mario Hizonia was essentially the backup small forward during the preseason. And he had every opportunity, it seemed, to make his mark. And early on, he struggled. It seemed like he was pressing, trying to do too much, really kind of getting, trying to get himself loose and being a little bit out of control. Uh, but as the preseason went on, he seemed to fit his role a little bit better. He, he was shoot, making, sh- making shots at a little higher clip, and that's what he needs to do to stay on the floor. He needs to make shots. And it looked like Hizonia was, was getting his opportunity. The problem was Aaron Aflalo was also playing well. Once the Magic started putting Aflalo into games, because I think the Magic know what they're going to get from Aflalo. They they don't they know he doesn't really need a preseason. When he's called upon, he will be ready. And so it seemed like the Magic got had made that decision that Aflalo was going to back up uh, Terrence Ross or Evan Fournier at the three and play alongside Jonathan Simmons. But Frank Vogel has continued to give Hizonia an opportunity, and it's been in a way that maybe some of us didn't expect. And it might have been a little bit of luck for Hizonia, to be honest. Remember last year, at the end of the year, the Magic started playing Mario Hizonia as the backup power forward. It was a move that had a lot of people kind of scratching their heads a little bit, like because no one... Saw Mario Azonia, a, a six foot eight, two hundred fifteen pound wing, as a power forward, even in a stretch four world. 
And I agree. He does not look like a power forward. And he's still, if he if he's going to end up playing the four, he's still going to need to put on a lot of weight. There is a little, still a little bit of an element of you have to bang around a little bit to be a four. But in actuality, putting him at that position probably was more about finding a place where Hazonia can succeed defensively and finding a place where the Magic can get him out on the floor, able to play, able to make mistakes, especially toward the end of the season, and find a fit for him defensively because his injury limited his mobility and he couldn't guard wings. I mean, again, you earn playing time with your defense. That's that's Frank Vogel is a defensive coach. The Magic want to be a defensive team. Just, you know, ignore some of the stats early on here. And so Hazonia had to find that fit again. And again, that, that isn't always an easy thing to do. And Hazonia experienced some limited success. I, I, would, I would honestly say Hazonia's best run of play last year was at the end of the season. When Hazonia was playing... Uh, playing power forward. He still wasn't hitting shots at the rate but rate you wanted, but he looked like he belonged, or he didn't look as out of place on an NBA floor. And the good news is for the Magic, Hazonia has looked significantly better this year. He's played three games, played 47 minutes across three games, scored 14 points in three games, four for five from beyond the arc, Five for 11 from the floor. That's a 63.6 effective field goal percentage. He's got nine rebounds in 47 minutes. Those are not terrible numbers. So he's averaging roughly six and a half points per game. He's shooting the ball well from beyond the arc. He's not playing outside of himself. He's not freelancing and trying to do too much. Yeah, he's got three turnovers in three games in very limited minutes, which is slightly concerning, but... It's definitely still feeling like he's getting a feel for things. And so the more you play him, the more opportunity you give him, perhaps the more comfortable he will get. If there was one sort of blessing to the Aaron Gordon injury and Aaron Gordon missing two games, it's that it got Mario Azonia on the floor. Because the Magic don't really have any other power forward options, not with Adrian Payne out and on a two-way contract. Ken Birch can't really play power forward next to Bismack Biombo. That would be a, a spacing disaster. Maurice Spates, the Magic tried him at power forward a little bit in Friday's game against the Nets when Brooklyn tried to take Azonia into the post. But Azonia is still a okay option, depending on the matchup. And when you look at the things that Azonia was supposedly weakest at, namely his defense, he's made strides there. There's no doubt about it. Even toward the end of last season, Hizonia made strides on the defensive end. And so that is, indeed, a good place to start for Mario Hizonia. That's absolutely a good place for him to start. He is earning some time on the floor. He is getting that opportunity right now. It's very limited. The minutes are limited. There's no doubt about it. But he is producing a little bit. 
it's going to be up and down with Azonia. I mean, it, it, it sounds silly to say this, but you almost have to treat him a little bit like a rookie. Not complete rookie. You expect him to understand some things, but he's really getting himself back into playing, not playing shape, but back into the swing of things with games. And it wouldn't surprise me if we see a Mario Hizonia game sometime down the road this season. But for him, the key remains. Make shots. Don't make mistakes defensively. Play hard. And that will get him his opportunity. Against Brooklyn and Cleveland on Friday and Saturday, Hizonia did that. Against LeBron James, Mario Hizonia held his own. James got him a few times because he's LeBron freaking James, but Hizonia didn't do bad. He put himself in good position. It'd be crazy to think that he could stop LeBron. And that earned him playing time when Aaron Gordon came back. That got him a little bit of a look Friday night. Or Tuesday night. And I'm almost certain we will see him again Friday night against San Antonio. There is always this fear among Magic fans that if they give up on a young guy too soon, they'll come back and bite them in the butt. That is not the case to me. or That, that, that may very well be the case with Mario Zonia. But this is undoubtedly a do-or-die season for him. This is undoubtedly a year that Hizonia has to prove himself and has to has to take that next step and show that he is a, a, a rotation caliber player. Let's let's forget again, forget fifth overall pick Mario Hizonia. That Mario Hizonia is gone. Hizonia only has to show this year that he can fit a rotation. And if he can do that, which Early on, there are signs that he can. And even if there's signs, I think you do this. If he can do that, he will get that team option picked up and play that fourth year in Orlando. I, I, I From a salary cap perspective, I don't think there is any reason not to pick up that, that, that option next week. I really don't think there is a reason not to. It's just such a low cost, and the and the upside is so high. Now you're not talk, talking extension with them, probably, but no, next summer. But we'll see when we get there. Hisonia likely knows all this going around, but he has to focus on himself, focus on getting healthy, and focus on building the role that he knows he can succeed in. It feels very much like the Magic have put him in a, in a position where he can succeed much more. Maybe that opportunity is limited. But he can succeed within the opportunity they're giving him. And who knows? Maybe he becomes the next J.J. Redick. As he matures physically, gets healthy, and matures, matures just emotionally. Maybe he takes the kind of leap J.J. Redick took his third year when he finally got playing time and finally had a coach that believed in him and finally things clicked for him on defense and he earned his spot on the floor. That parallel is not crazy. Mario Zonia could very well take that leap. He's got the talent. We know he does. 
At this point, it's just about getting the opportunity to show it and then actually executing on the floor. That's always been what it's about with Mario Azonia. It's never been about his ability. It's been about producing, production. And so far this year, I would have to say I'm impressed with his production. That I think he's doing some very good things. And that there is something there to continue investigating and exploring and developing on the floor. Even if for now it comes in limited minutes. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. The Magic will be back in action Friday against the San Antonio Spurs. That's at the Amway Center at 7 p.m., so be sure to check that out. We'll have a complete preview of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, plus more discussion about the Orlando Magic. We'll probably talk a little bit about their 3-1 and start uh, to the season, uh, talk a little bit more big-picture stuff as uh, Magic Spurs all of a sudden looks like an interesting game. Ooh. Ah. Interesting game there. So we'll chat we'll we'll chat about that on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Until then, you can of course subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, tune in all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast sample listening device. And of course, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com and follow us on Twitter at OMagic. Daily. You can also find us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. And be sure to check out our weekly uh, Facebook Live up on the Orlando Magic Daily uh, Facebook page. Um, you can check that out at facebook.com slash Orlando Magic Daily. I usually record those Sundays at noon. But for now, that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all again next time on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.